listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 And we're going to open up with the Brooklyn Nets. This is a team that we talked about at length Thursday and Friday of last week. How good are they? Are they the best team? And the case I made about the Lakers was this. And Matt, you can attest to this. You were here. As the bubble was ending, Steve Fezzik made his best bet of the first round on Portland to beat the Lakers last season as the bubble was ending, or at least the regular season part of it. Uh, Colin picked Portland. So elite radio guy, elite professional better. They thought Lakers can't even win. You know They're going to get eliminated in round one. They won the title. But let's agree that the Clippers, Milwaukee, and Lakers were all neck and neck, at least in the betting markets, all through last year. Okay. You agree with that? Yep. So it's not like, oh, it's last year's champ, and they're just, you know, they were dominant, and now they're dominant again. Maybe they're better with Schroeder. I mean, we'll see. We also got to kind of take the Anthony Davis. It's a month. If it's only a month, it's fine. But could this be the beginning of a lingering problem, right? That's certainly a possibility. It's a serious injury for a big man, especially. Um, the feet and the lower body yeah, in general. Calf, ankles, uh, feet tend to be worse on big players. Now, I haven't looked at his weight because, like, usually if you win a title, if someone uh, is celebrating too much and stuff, you, you know, got a few extra pounds on, you play yourself into shape. Shaq used to do that a lot. Did you get a sense of Anthony Davis is uh, in any less good shape this year or uh, no, nothing visible? No, I just think visible? he's always been big. He's always been a guy who's 6'10", over 250 pounds. He's not rail thin regardless. That's right. And which allows him to play inside. Yeah. But again, big men and longevity don't often go together. So I'm not saying Anthony Davis isn't most likely going to be healthy. I'm saying there's a real X factor there. Yeah, I mean Yao Ming wasn't, you know, was was thin, and Greg Oden was thin. It wasn't that they were out of shape or carrying extra weight. It's just at that height and athleticism, these are big guys. Anthony Davis is 6'10", 260 every day, all day at at, the, at a minimum, and that takes a toll on ankles, calves, and feet. So to me. If you think about the Lakers' run to the title last year, they won. And if you win a title, you win a title. I mean, I give them a t- – if anything, this was maybe a harder title because of COVID. But the, but the fact of the matter is the <laughs> – uh-oh, maybe someone's making a bet that is problematic. <laughs> We're straight out of Vegas talking with Matty Holt from U.S. Integrity. I'm R.J. Bell. So the question is, I think – unequivocally, the run the Lakers had with the opponents they faced was a a fortunate run. They didn't really play the best possible team. I mean, regular season... They didn't play Clippers or Milwaukee. Yeah, those were the two, you know, of the big three um, teams, they were the one of the big... Now, you could say that's because they were champs. True. But I just am saying, and it's hard enough to go back-to-back because of the disease of me and all that stuff that Pat Riley talks about. But this wasn't even a dominant championship team. And now you look at this Nets team, and I'm hearing about all these players being out. But the Nets have only had six games. You know, like Kawhi was out that game. Paul George was out, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, well, which of those guys are better than Kevin Durant? And I'm not talking about Kevin Durant before his Achilles. I'm talking about since his Achilles. He's, you know, he's had an amazingly good year. And I would make the case that if you just look at 
uh, Brooklyn against good teams when they're motivated. And it'd be nice if they were motivated every game. But if they were, they wouldn't be plus 350. I think that people are being deceived because the two big questions, and I'm going to ask you if you agree, the two big questions are, could there be an integration with Harden? Is that going to work? And number two would be the general health, or I guess the motivation of the team. These are players, other than Durant, that are known to be questions in the locker room, known to be questions about being selfish maybe. It strikes me that this year, and I guess you could have said Kevin Durant's health. I think generally Durant's health and level of play has exceeded expectations. I think Harden's integration has exceeded expectations. And I think the Nets against winning teams shows you how good they are, and it's the best in the league. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So we were talking about the Brooklyn Nets, and I got to tell you, Colin made, I listened to a nice chunk of his show today. He made a really interesting point. Brooklyn is a team that made a monster trade with the Boston Celtics not that long ago. And it's really been the key to the Celtics having a ton of assets. And it was getting rid of the big, you know, pretty much the big three as they were aging. The thought was potentially one last push with the Nets. Didn't work out. The Russian owner decided he wasn't going to fund it the way that he had intended. And, you know, it was a big kind of reversal. Boston looked away, uh, walked away looking sweet because it's one thing to trade for first rounders. It's another thing if it's in the lottery. And that's what Miami's benefiting from, the Dolphins, with Houston. You know, failing in a way you wouldn't expect this year, giving them the number three pick. So you think Boston's smart. Brooklyn, not smart. Then most people, and I'll give you a ton of credit, Matt. Most people were skeptical of the Nets a year ago when we were just talking, forget about Harden, about Durant and Kyrie. And this was, you know, understanding Durant was going to miss the year. So it was before that year. So over a year ago, you said they got to be one of the favorites. Now, to me, I thought that was ridiculous. And I think in hindsight, it probably would be with just the two, but we don't even have to debate that anymore. But with Harden, it's like, wowza. And what did they do? What did the Nets do? They got aggressive. Colin made an interesting point. The whole time Boston's been smart, conservative, calculating, and the Nets have been, damn the torpedoes, full steam ahead. Right now, if I could have... The Celtics or the Nets, whoever wins a title first, I win 10000 bucks. Am I even blinking or do I take the Nets? And what does that say about going for it when you have a chance? It says a lot. And I think there's something to be said in the NBA today about acquiring those two superstars. Because the one thing we know is if you get the two combined and things start working out, that team's going to be really attractive to a third to come there or to even go and acquire a third in a trade. And it's not only 
to get a third superstar, which may or may not be the right way. Sometimes I think it'd be better to have two half superstars, like two superstars and two, you know, 20, 22 million dollar guys. But, you know, you don't always have a choice. So it's whatever you get. But then when you have that core, regardless if it's three or four, then you get uh, trades. You, you can get some trades at the deadline. Veterans coming in for the veteran the buy, minimum. The buyout. So the, to me, this Brooklyn team, I'm not sure how good they are. I think they may be the best team in the league, but they are going to be better a week or two after the buyouts are done. Yeah. And what matters is the playoffs. Everyone's saying, well, Anthony Davis, no big deal because it's not the playoffs. Seeding doesn't matter. Okay, well, I believe that Brooklyn, of all the teams in the NBA, if I had to bet which team is going to improve the most on the roster, not as a team, but on the roster between now and, let's say, the beginning of the playoffs, I think Brooklyn is likely the most improved team. What do you think? Uh, absolutely. I, I think Portland will also improve quite a bit because two of their three big three have been hurt basically all year. McCollum, not all season, but for several weeks now. So you could probably put Portland in that mix too, but you're right. Brooklyn's going to get so much better when they're all healthy and add a bunch of pieces, and this is going to be a really good team. I, I, I have a hard time believing anybody in the East really could challenge them. So Philadelphia, and B puts up 50 uh, on Friday night. Got a lot of people talking. We see narratives are very important in the NBA, um, in any sport really, especially ones that have voting. And in a way, betting is voting. When you decide who to bet on, you're voting. Uh, you're not impressed by Philly. I think Philly's okay. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> That's not impressed. Okay. No, I'm not impressed by Philly, no. Uh, and I'm not, in, I'm not excited about Embiid's MVP chances. Really? See, now that's one. Popo's odds up, McKenzie. That's one that I'm... But he's missed six games already, a third of the way through the season, and if he stays on his average, he's going to miss 18. Yeah, yeah boy, that and These aren't games me. where he's all hurt. He rests. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought he was selective. And again, I don't know. I'm speculating. Possibly. Allegedly. No, not even allegedly. But uh, Gobert with Utah, just so good defensively. And when there was and B was likely to play in last minute, late scratch, if you're going to get a rest and you're going for MVP, maybe Gobert is the game you miss. Maybe, but you can only miss so many. If LeBron plays every game and you miss 18, and the narrative is going to be too much to overcome. Because let's face it, you have to overcome the narrative. LeBron wants the MVP. The people that are voting for the MVP want to give it to LeBron this year. Because it's been a long time, and they all think that he deserves it. So you're going to have to overcome narrative. I don't think you overcome the narrative disadvantage by missing 18 games. That's Matty Holt, U.S. Integrity, former bookmaker. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I'm a believer in the jazz. We've gone over this a few times. I believe that you look at this run and you say, Wow, it looks good, but maybe it looks like Atlanta a few years ago. Maybe it looks like the Mavs, like they, uh, or even the Spurs before they, I think in 13, they had a massive streak. These are the kind of teams that feel like they play hard every night. They don't have a super, superstar. They do well in the regular season, but not the playoffs. And you were one of your kind of uh, pieces of evidence that you were right as a skeptic was why in the world would the, Jazz be 12 to 1, 14 to 1 
you know, recently, or actually as of we thought Friday. Na- Friday, and why haven't the professionals, the guys that really understand, why aren't they betting them? And then we looked at our printout for today, and one of the most respected books in Vegas, the Westgate, had it at five to one. <laughs> so they lose one, they lose a game over this weekend. It you could have gotten twelve to one on Friday. And now at that book, you can get five to one. There's some places eight to one, but the odds of almost cut in half. Yeah. That shows you right off the go. Future odds are not an efficient market. There's no reason this weekend should have resulted. The whole season resulted in a small move, and then they lose one. Though I do think that Clippers loss with Kawhi playing and Paul George playing unexpectedly, both of them, and then they only lose by four, and they had just crushed the Clippers, and they were looking for revenge, making a statement. I actually upgrade Utah off that, but still the market has spoken and saying Utah is mighty, mighty good. And I don't want to say I told you so, but I'm going to tell you, we we were preaching all last week, the market isn't appreciating the Jazz. Where is your head? I know you don't want to bet them at 5-1, to one, No, but has that swung your mind a little bit? I think this team's really good. I just wonder, and this is so hard to compare in the regular season with the amount of players that rest and the guys that we have hurt right now and the fatigue coming off last year's playoff run. But we just haven't really got to see enough games of, you know, enough sample size of how this Utah team would perform against Brooklyn with the big three or or the Clippers. Hey, they did lose to the Clippers when George and Kawhi did play or the Lakers. Remember, they had Conley out that game, though. Conley's missed a lot of games, though. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, if anything, it's Utah that was a little weakened in that spot, and they still are very competitive. Yes, I I think they're going to be really good, but I just, I wonder in in a final situation against the Lakers how they would match up or or against Brooklyn. That's Matty Holt. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. All right, we got less than about two minutes. Give me uh, your thoughts on the Carson Wentz trade. Um, Now, we... We got the easy part was they needed a quarterback. Carson had a down year. I mean, if you had to make an over-under, where's Carson rank 1-32 to 32 at the end of next season? Where's that at? Uh, I would say 11. All right, so that would be better. If you just look at QBR, he was like 12-12 and 12 the two years prior to last year. Um, he was like 28 last year. So you think he just last? It's almost as if last year didn't happen. He reverts back. Well, similar to Josh Allen, he's going to have more weapons and a better offensive line than he's ever had. We saw what Josh Allen did with both. We have to assume there's going to be some upgrade to Wentz. Okay. And do you think if he is the 11th best quarterback, are the Colts a real Super Bowl contender? They could win, but are they a contender? I think they're at least one of the big three or four in the AFC. So, so one of the the six or eight in the league. Yes. That, to me, that answer is an indictment. And here's why. It's because Carson Wentz was number 28 last year, meaning he is a, a, a bet on the come. He is speculative. It's a speculation. And if you play a lottery ticket and you hit the lottery ticket, you're supposed to win something big. You're not supposed to be one of the six or eight best teams <laughs> And they gave up too much, and they gave up an amount. They could have an okay year, get a wild card, and still have to give a number one pickup and not even be a great year. 
Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 